Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Lovecast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. Welcome to today's episode. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about life, love, relationships, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a tidbit, we are not relationship counselors. We are not professionals. Um, I'm talk with my hands, but I'm just going to forewarn you guys that I have eyeliner stuck in my nail here. So I can't get it out. Hilarious! It's like waterproof and all of the things. So if you see that, that's what's in my nail. Um, So anyway, uh, we are not marriage counselors. We are just here for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) However, um, I love to hear the testimony. Actually, I just got it. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. The testimony someone said today about um, the the love hour last year. Yes. Why do we do the qualifying where this is for entertainment purposes only? You have to do that because we're not licensed professionals. Why do you have to do it? It's who's gonna like, stop? Who's gonna be like y- y- y'all? License professional? No, it's actually like a thing. You should do that, like ethically. And I even think there's like you know how you have to do like the FTC when you're selling stuff. Yeah, it's but who, kind of who's this. monitoring this? I don't know. Whoever that they are. <laughs> they just like did they say license? No, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I don't know it. who does the audits to make sure you're doing these things, but it is a um, most relationship podcasts. They have that. It's actually like a thing that they add at the top of the show before they actually get yeah go live. Um. Who checks it? Who audits this? I have no who idea. Who gonna check me, boo? Um, but regardless, it's a good idea. And you don't want people to assume that we are licensed. Got like it. we are giving you license advice. counseling advice. When in reality, if something we says does trigger something with you or it sparks a conversation, you need to go deeper. The point of a relationship, um, like a therapist or a counselor, is that they know you more in depth than like the generic Got stuff it. that we're giving. So it's like more personalized information than just like whatever we're giving out. Yes. Okay. You you concur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, like we do at the start of every show, we're going to do a that or this question because we did a poll. And for whatever reason, y'all sided with Kevin. That or this with Kevin. List. Y'all are wrong. Hallelujah. He's wrong. All y'all wrong. <laughs> um, okay. And we have given Kevin. Actually, Kevin, you're going to be running like this whole show today. Yes. So this, this is, is the Kev episode. This is the Kev episode where he, he came up with the um, topic because it's something... That he wanted to talk about. Yeah, it is. And I sometimes suggest topics to the producer, Melissa Fredericks, and I just hope for the best that they're selected. And this time my pitch was accepted. So it was accepted. So really happy about that. Um, you want to go into the that or this. That or this with Kevin List. This is it today. Okay. Would you rather have a set of twins? No. Who are well behaved? <laughs> no. Or one kid that is an awful, awful child? Hard to watch. Okay, Nobody I, wants to watch Okay, them. I got it. I understand. But let me ask you this question. Am I having this baby now or is this like before I had the boys? These are your first set of kids. My first set, first of, set kids. of kids. So I can have twins and be done. You have twins and be done or you can have one kid that's awful. Okay, no taking, other siblings. I'm taking the twins. You're tying me up. Throw them in the garbage. Don't name them science. I don't care what you do. Throw with the, the t- kids in the garbage? No, the reproductive organs. Oh, the tubes. Yeah. Get them out of here. Get them out of there. You would Two. rather have one kid that's bad? No. One pregnancy. One set of 18 years. Yeah. You, you wash your hands? I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I think I'd rather have a set of twins, too. Yeah. That's good. Plus, it's e- if your kids are e- are easy to raise and they're like well behaved, it just makes life so much easier than raising one child that requires. But a remember, lot even a well behaved kid is going to be crying, going to be no, sick, and, and I all understand that. I understand that. I understand that. But again, um, that's just one. You're going through that on day one. You're doing it twice. There's no two day ones. Meaning if you have a bad kid once and then you want to have another child later, you have to have those that first day in the infant stage twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. I'm not here for that. Okay. Yeah. I think I would go with two or or I guess it's one set. One set of twins. Two sets of twins would be four kids. And I'm not doing that ever. I don't care how well they behave they are. Really? (laughs) Kids are too expensive. Kids are expensive. Although as they get older, they, they, they. Now with girls though. Oh, really? I never had girls. No, no, no. I feel like with girls, it switches because girls want nails and hair and mm. shoes and all the things. The boys, luckily, my kids, Isaiah should be at the age, but he do not be caring I'm, about I actually stuff. am looking forward to the day that Isaiah cares more. He cared about his ways for like three months and he was just like, ah, 
I'm like, yeah. dude, what's happening? He's like, it was a whole thing. You got to brush. You got to do rag. And it's a lot to remember. It's like, I don't like that. You already he... should be brushing your hair one. Yeah, but he did. Wrong He's like, ah, just. Ah. I don't like that. I wish he would like it more. <laughs> I wish he would care about his appearance more than he does. I didn't care until I was in ninth grade. That's too late. I just was like, man. Ah. By the time you hit middle school, you should care. I didn't care until ninth grade. That's too late. Why? Because by the time you hit middle school, you should care. Who are you? You don't decide when people care. No, what are you Some people about? never care. No, I make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> make him care then. I Joe don't I care could. either. Joe cares even less. Is anybody coming over? No. All right. None this time. <laughs> That's all he would. If he could wear underwear every day, every everywhere. Day, he absolutely would. They both be out there. Anyway. Okay. So um, do you have anything to add to your that or this? Nah, man. Bad what kids What was your suck. answer? twins your answer was twins so we agree yeah, and i wanted two kids because then they play with each other they talk to each yeah, other yeah that's the like, other thing hey, i, I never wanted like, more than two kids anyway that's so why i had the, the other one yeah i'm Just done shut go up. over there with the other one uh, name, your name go play with that one <laughs> <laughs> go go that's the best thing about zay and joe man they are they don't even play with each other that much actually no, now that i don't. think of it no they don't they don't even, they don't even talk no they be in their own room watching YouTube videos yeah, in they different do. rooms. All right. So today, uh, we're hold on before you go there. I have disclaimers that I want. I know that's actually. I know. I know. This is one of my disclaimers. I have a couple things to say before we get started. Thing number one is um, that all y'all was like, Melissa, you stay interrupting Kev on the last episode. Kev, that's how it. That's how Doughboy feels. Yeah, I know. I've been really working on that. They got on me so bad on Aska. Let them talk. I'm excited. I want to talk too. I feel like if I don't talk when I talk, I will forget it and I'll never get a chance to speak again. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, I, we both are working string. We both are working hard not to interrupt. Part of it is that... Um, that we do both do just get excited. Yes. So we end up doing that. So that's I'm so one. excited. I know the topics are always like, ooh, 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 I have a thought right now. It hit me like lightning. I got to talk about it. You'd be like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but then you keep interrupting. I know. I it's say that so too. bad. It's so bad. I'm going to, I'm working on doing better audience. We're working on doing better. But number two, I wanted to make this clarifying point um, because number one, twice, which would be number two. Um, um, In most cultures, number yeah. one, twice. Is referred to as number, number two. two. Um, the <laughs> love and like just the overwhelmingly positive response that we received on the last episode mm-hmm. was um, overwhelming. <laughs> did you eat breakfast? I did. I don't know why I'm so giddy. Um, but I really do appreciate it. But one of the things that came out of this, and I think just like in the excitement of like what we were talking about, and then you got amped, I got amped. I wanted to just come back to this point and make sure that the um, point was um, clear to mm-hmm. everyone and I went back and told Kev because I saw this one response and it was a really sweet response but I was like oh wait I hope my message wasn't um, lost or misinterpreted in like all of the right. excitement so I just want to come back to that really quickly and that is the um, the hashtag message mm. so um, I want it to be clear actually let me start here Kevin is quite literally and I've said this before and I really do I mean it beyond just being like his wife and there's obviously a bias there I really do mean that like literally you are the hardest working person I know um literally the hardest working person I know the hardest working person on the tour the hardest working person uh on YouTube I know that like was a tagline at one one point that he was the hardest working person on YouTube um oh, that was on my bio yeah um he you know post videos every single day he's done so for the past 10 years whether that was on started on youtube evolved into instagram and then with um facebook um just his he's even over the weekend whatever church are at indianapolis i think mm-hmm. and he was playing the bass and people were like you can play the louisville. bass L- louisville you can play the bass what i'm like if y'all really knew kevin is literally one of those people that i'm just like you can literally do anything and be good at it <laughs> like low-key literally you can ah, do anything and be good at it. he used to me piss up. me off because when we were in college i would stay up in our classes and take notes like literally like what did the professor say (laughs) frantically taking these notes he would go to sleep kid you not study my handwritten notes (laughs) and do better on the exams than me oh i need my rest i heard it i wrote it i studied it and he would still do better let me glance over this Mm -hmm. okay it used to make me Mm -hmm. so 
mad. I finished with a higher GPA than you in college. What did you finish? Three with? five. You had I like had three, a three four. five. Yeah, three four. No, I had a scholarship. No, had I had that was in high school. Yeah, no, three five. I didn't yes, have a scholarship. A scholarship. You didn't get an academic three, scholarship. You didn't get an academic scholarship that you from high school. Yes. For college. Right. I had a 3.7 in high school. I had a 3.5 in college. And I had a 3.6. Yeah, mama. Um, she didn't go to college. <laughs> so The anyway, point is, I was smarter than you in college. Uh, child, you got it. With your notes. Whatever. What's up? Okay, we Scantron. got it. Shut your face. So the point is that I'm trying to give you these praises. I'm about to take it all back. So anyway, I say all that to say he li- really is the hardest working person I know. And I and I, I literally mean that. So the point of the hashtag was not the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. And I was like, Kevin, I really want to make sure that like I want you to understand that I believe that he is deserving of those accolades because he really is, um, again, the hardest working person I know. And he has provided and thinks about giving opportunities to people all of the time like that is literally his mentality he deserves those accolades my my, the point of the the hashtag to me and the reason why i brought it up was simply because my feelings were hurt Mm -hmm. that i didn't have the opportunity to um to be included in those praises of my husband right how much more um Support can I give as a person on the inside versus someone on the outside? And the fact that I was not included to me was um, honestly, it was the first point of isolation to me from the rest of the crew. Mm -hmm. And I felt that actually for a while uh, before I was able to overcome that. So I just wanted to bring that like that point kind of home because I wanted to make sure that it was clear that. it was not the hashtag itself. Right. It was how it came about that. I, and, and I wasn't upset about it either. Cause I know I was going back over it and I saw some of the responses and we were going, you know, ain't no hashtag. And we were trying to be funny. And I think the point got lost. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that I made that right. That this man is hardworking. This man deserves hashtags and accolades quite literally hackalades hackalades um i am never and nor do i ever want to um um take away from the spotlight that is kev on stage ever so i wanted to make that clear god bless your daughter thank okay. you okay i literally he i we were texting back and forth after i saw like a couple responses and kev sent one and i was like oh wait that's not what i was trying to say <laughs> so i wanted to make sure i got this po- this point corrected and made sure that i was able to um just come back and say my piece about that cuz i didn't want i didn't want kevin to think i meant anything different but important more importantly people hear tidbits and they run off with that mm-hmm. and you can make assumptions about me and about our relationship and about what I meant and I wanted to make sure I had the opportunity to at least say my piece peace said peace said okay did I clear it up good yes do you have anything to add no no I I I understood from the very beginning I know I actually had to make sure that um I was like Kev did you understand what I was saying did you misinterpret please tell me and he was like I got it woman I understand what you meant kept saying I was like okay (laughs) I get it pretty much underststanding please I know I like it it. Please stop texting me the I same know, thing over I and over. I know I did, but it was so important to me that um, it was it was really important to me that I came back around to that and made sure that number one you understood what I was saying, but number two because we said this on the podcast that I've come back and corrected that. You're doing it again. Okay, I'm done. You know what's important to me? What performing in the bedroom? Ah, uh, we're coming up on Hawaii. Come on, segue in the Ritz Carlton separate suites. The kids are way over there okay they got our suite humongous living room kids room lock the door daddy's going to work <laughs> and what helps me to perform at a high level is blue chew our friends over at blue chew Blue Chew is a a chewable uh-huh uh performance enhancer in the bedroom you know men uh erectile dysfunction is is such a taboo topic we're men we got to be strong and hold our edge <laughs> all day right but we're getting older and sometimes you just can't get it up like you used to and sometimes you can get up but you, you just also could just little, uh, be a one and done person and maybe you don't you want to have 
Yes. A longer I'm night. absolutely one and done. I mean, I when I'm the one, one I'd be like, man, he'd be like, all right, now I'm gonna catch y'all on the, on the morning. I got to get out of here. I got to got to go see man about you. But I'd be like, she be she's up for another two. I said, I'm out of here now. Listen to me. I can do two things at once. I could give you one, and then I could give you one tomorrow. Okay, maybe come talk to me around eight p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that refractory period is very long, but uh, you know, the kids are gonna be away from the summer. They are gonna be away out of here. The summer. I'm trying to have sex in the laundry room. Hello. Like, hey, what's that? The you room or fresh linen? Three feet long. You never know. But the <laughs> point is, Blue Chew helps. Uh, I talked about this a lot, but I travel immensely. Four flights a weekend, generally. And uh, sometimes my wife's ready to go, and I'm just like, hey, apply a bit much tire, please. I need a little bit of supplement. So think of it as a member that, what was that cartoon I always mentioned? Gummy bears, where they oh, drink yeah, the juice yeah, and they're yeah, ready yeah, to go. Yeah. It's like gummy bears for your wiener. You just uh, you get the juice and then you're ready to go. It's the and juice. it's not a long time. No. You be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you have a great time in the bedroom. Then you go to sleep. And then you get right back up and <laughs> do it again. So uh, men out there, do not feel bad. And there for is your no wife. shame. Your wife will be happy. You will feel confident. I think there's a lot of it that has to do with confidence. If you're not confident in the bedroom, it's going to wane on you in all parts of life. People are going to take advantage of you in deals. They're going to beat you over the head with clubs because you just don't feel yourself. But when you're confident in the bedroom, it leads on to your everyday life. All right. So tell that, them how to get it. Let's all right. Blue True is prescribed online and ships straight, ships straight to your door in a discreet package, which is important because sometimes people order stuff in there. Um, there's a sense of embarrassment when mm-hmm. you're ordering like whether it's lingerie or any type of thing and you don't want your kids to see. So this does come in very discreet packaging. Um, it is a lot cheaper than going to the pharmacy. So there's none of that like awkwardness going up there and like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, they're made in the USA and since blue chew is prepared and ships direct again, it's cheaper than going to the pharmacy. So right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code love hour, you just pay five, $5 for shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew. That's blue as in the color dot com and enter promo code love hour at checkout. You get your first order for free. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code love hour to try it for free. Boom. Boom. All right. So today's topic, Kevin wants to talk about insecurities insecurities and how they manifest and affect your relationship yes so insecure is a great show on hbo and it's also how it's feeling in our marriage um all right i uh (laughs) i was so let me this is going to go behind the curtain pretty heavily okay you guys uh allow me to be vulnerable with you i've been vulnerable with my wife already about this and now i'm doing this vulnerability to you so we had a bonus episode about snooping, I don't know, some weeks ago, Tough, yeah. right? So I would snoop through Melissa's phone quite often. But he was so terrible at it, I knew. I wasn't trying to hide it, but I was. Uh, I um, set up her online, or what is it called, Apple ID. Uh-huh. So I would often, she goes in the shower, I'm looking through her phone, so what is you saying about me <laughs> to your friend? And it was, I think it was twofold. Um, in the back of my mind, I always have fear that you'll cheat on me, mm-hmm. right? I just, I don't even know where it comes from. Where does it come I, from? I, I think it's because, I think it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe, I, I think it comes from like, too good to be true land. Oh, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Like, What people, is that saying, waiting for the other shoe to drop? Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called survivor's mentality. Me and Melissa grew up really poor, and now, by the grace of God, uh, we're not poor, or not rich, but we're not poor. Uh, and Melissa and I are always just like, all right, YouTube going to break. And then there's a scandal on the horizon. I definitely I'm be able have to, survivor's be able remorse. To do stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, uh, to be accustomed to this new lifestyle where you're not like living paycheck to paycheck. We mm-hmm. live paycheck to paycheck. Our, our predecessors live paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Parents, grandparents, we was in a position to miss three or four checks. Uh, by the grace of God and hard work, we could miss a check or two now right Mm -hmm. so but still i'm always like what if the office breaks and like what if i I, I remember at the beginning of the tour my voice was gone Mm -hmm. and i was like what if i could never speak again how will i make money right ah so uh that's always worried right but when it came to you it was just like 
I think actually maybe it was like when we have marital problems, I was always like, man, maybe she's going to find somebody else that can fit her needs. And uh, so it caused me to start snooping through your phone. Right. And I did this for a good amount of time, years even. And um, first it was like I kind of this is going to sound funny, but it's not. But I would have this thought. I was like, man, she can't cheat on me because it'd be sometimes it'd be hard enough for me to get the draws. I can't imagine her giving it to somebody else. Like, what could he have done? I cannot take that much time. But, you know, hey, work husbands are real. Yeah. You know, you see them every day like, oh, y'all want to go to lunch? Oh, I'll buy you lunch. You want to go to lunch with just me and nobody else is around. You know what? Uh, your husband always gone. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's how they talk. Work husbands. Oh, okay. Your husband's always gone. Are you okay? Well, you know, he is gone. I'm so sad. I have no one to speak with. Oh, you could talk to me. Okay, we're done with this oh, little. Oh, I got brownies for you. Situation. I could do a whole movie like uh, that's that. That's what you're doing. But then what it devolved into even more was like I was checking your text messages with your friends just to see if you would be how you would talk about me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she would just be, you know, like vent to me. And then you really uh, another question. You was just talking about your own stuff. <laughs> I didn't really come up and topics of conversation in your phone. Uh, I was hoping to see like, OK, I'd be tripping. This is what he do. And then I'll be like, OK, this high I couldn't adjust. Yeah. Uh, but I never found nothing. But I also just didn't stop. Snooping, sure. I was always, always, always checking, and uh, eventually you were like, you know what, um, this, this, this has to stop. Yeah. Like when you do this, it makes me feel like you don't trust me, and I've done nothing for you to mm-hmm. not trust me. Like mm-hmm. I literally have done nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were like, I just go to work and come home. I don't even go out with coworkers. Like all this stuff, and that's what I realized. Like insecurity. The actions that are bred out of secure insecurity mm-hmm. are not logical. The actions that are bred out of in- go say more. So snooping through your phone, looking to see if you're cheating on me or talking about me to your friends or family. There, you have given me no reason to do that. Okay. And even though I never found think anything that I don't believe that insecure. Well, think about what you're trying to say. I don't believe that insecurity is a reflection of the other person. It's a reflection of yourself. No, I agree. Okay. And what what I was saying is the actions that are born out of that were illogical. It's like no matter how many times I checked your phone and mm. didn't find anything, mm-hmm. if that in general you'd say, okay, man, this has been six, seven months. I haven't found anything. Like she's cool. Mm-hmm. But it it just prompted me to check more. Got it. You know what I mean? Like, and and that doesn't make sense. Like, logically, you would say I haven't found anything in years. Okay, I understand. What now, I should stop doing this. Got but you. I was just like, nah, she's gonna say something eventually, and then I'll and then I'll know. Um, but you wasn't but, checking my message with me and Mel. Yeah, oh. I said your friends and family. Oh, um, me and Mel be talking about you. Do you? Mm-hmm. I ain't see it. <laughs> Now, now I want to. Um, about to relapse because I've been what I've been clean for about six months, seven months. Off it of ain't been that long. It has. It's long. it's May. It'll be May in three weeks. Okay. Yeah, I know. I stopped going. probably around the time I quit ADD okay. around October. Okay. Uh, because you you brought it up and I was just like, I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I realized that it was it was it was. In a crazy way, my lack of trust from of of you Mm -hmm. that you were you know speaking highly of me or not cheating on me, uh, caused you not like the the lack of trust was then switched back to me. Say more. (laughs) Say more is just funny because I want to make sure I'm following you. Not trusting you. Sure. Looking into your phone. Okay. Was. I, don't, I, I guess I guess I said it wrong because it wasn't causing you to not trust me, but it was causing a rift in our oh, relationship. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it was basically my insecure actions were breeding the type of thing that I would now be looking for. Got you. Right. So that's kind of what I was saying. So now I'm giving you a reason to be upset. So mm-hmm. I kind of created an issue sure, that sure. didn't exist. And I think when we and in couples in life, when you're insecure, it's hard to acknowledge that. And therefore, hard to correct. And especially for me as a man, like... um, What caused you to come to that realization? The realization that I was insecure? Or that I needed to stop? Yeah, either way. Answer both. You're asking me. When when I was doing it, it was probably like a little voice. Mm. Like, man, like this is going to sound silly. And we talk about vulnerability. This is vulnerability. I would come home sometimes (laughs) when you wouldn't expect me. And just open the door like, ha, 
Mm-hmm. All right. You're just in there on the bed looking at your little laptop. All right. I see you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you give me no reason to think that you have done anything, but I want to come. You know how many times I've, how many times do you think where I surprised you? You're like, oh, I didn't know you. I bought a secret flight home and didn't tell you about it. It was just like, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. I wish you didn't tell me this because now all of those like, oh, that was sweet no. is, is tainted. Well, they, oh, they, they, no, don't taint them. Don't taint them. Because <laughs> that was like, uh, I definitely was, it was like twofold. Like I, the first thought when I was like, when I would rap early or the show would end and I'm like, oh, I can get home to my family. Uh-huh. Right. And I can see Melissa and I can surprise her. The best one was when Little Rascals um, rapped and me and they were able to fly oh, that yeah. night and you were just like, Kevin, you were asleep. You're like, yo, <laughs> you were so tired. You fell back asleep. And I was just like, that was 600 bucks. <laughs> and I don't even know if you actually knew I was real. I don't even here. remember. You, then you woke up. You were like, I dreamed you were here. Like, I'm, like, I'm here. <laughs> I, was, I was texting you secretively on the airplane, trying to make you think I wasn't here. And then I got home late. It was dumb. <laughs> but extra Wi-Fi. This is before I had the subscription. It was Alaska Airlines. <sighs> but, um, but other times I would just be like, ha. And and I never found anything to 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 like substantiate my claim. Sure. But what I ended up doing is driving a wedge between us because you were like, you don't trust me, and I've given you no reason to mm-hmm. not trust you. And I think that probably happens in relationships a lot. Like people who've been cheated on. I know a friend of uh, mine who had been cheated on like consecutively, mm-hmm. and then um, so now she would approach every relationship like the, like the people you know before like what are you doing what are you going where are you doing yeah and, she, and you and, end up sabotaging yes and then she wouldn't break the dudes would be like all right man i'm just gonna i don't want to be with you no 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 i'll stop i'll stop I'll stop mm-hmm. so you know what even happening is that people kept cheating on her uh-huh. because she would drive them crazy but then not allow them to break up with her mm-hmm. so um you know that's what i realized that i was doing like i was creating a rift i like i un, unchecked you, i could have pro- possibly pushed you away um if if i didn't stop okay my question is do you believe that you came that you would have come to this conclusion without me saying something no so what's funny is that for a while i was like he is checked because i would do little things like position my phone a certain way or leave a certain screen up because i'm like i feel like he's you were baiting me i was boy i was a dumb criminal i was checking you because i felt like i felt like okay i feel like he is actually checking my phone like he's checking up after me so let me verify what i feel like is happening because a lot well y'all notice by the time a woman thinks something she's going to check it because when she approaches you she needs to have like before you even lie let me pull up women are the feds let me pull up all this evidence to support police check hey ask questions help us with the information by the time the feds knock on your door they already have a case they already have hey hey we we got it. We got the pictures. We got the transactions. We got the testimonies. We done flipped three or four of your people. Don't lie. Come with us. That's why even mobsters are like, God dang, it's a Fed case? Yeah. And that's dealing with you. It's a total wrap. And so then I was like, okay, so then why would he be like doing this? And then that turned into anger, actually. Because I was like, this is so, um, it's so disrespectful to me that you feel the need to like constantly check up on me and what I'm texting. And while I'm like, I don't care, it's fine. The the fact that it wasn't like, I'll be looking at your phone. Like it wasn't just like an out loud thing. I felt like it was sneaky. It feels more like an invasion of privacy. Cardi Does that make B. sense? Mm-hmm. Um, is that that's the name of her album? Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt more like an invasion of privacy. And because of that, I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand what have I done to deserve this. And in addition, it made me feel it made me evaluate. I I'm giving up this. I'm giving up this. I don't go out with my friend. All of my like work friends, mm-hmm. um, they go out. They want to meet up. They want to do this. I just went to brunch um, over the weekend, actually, with with like my work friends because one of our coworkers passed away. So we all kind of met up. I ended up uh, staying a little longer and talking to um, anyways. Um, And even that I had like never done that. And so 
those type of moments that I had missed when we were working, I'm like, does he realize how many times I tell them, no, I can't? Does he realize how many times they go out? And I'm like, no, I can't because he's out of town doing whatever he's doing. And the likelihood of, or not the likelihood, the opportunity for that to occur is so much greater on him than it is on me. That's the crazy thing. That's what I'm talking about. The whole illogical thing. Like I'm snooping you when I, I probably should have been snooped. Not that I no. did any snoopable activities. But in but real my, life, my you're potential. traveling, you're on the road. I don't I'm check. in my own room. You're in your, and I don't check like this just actually came up. I, it's not like I'm checking travel itineraries. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me, oh, I have a show on this day, I just trust you have a show on that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I so, could cheat on you if I wanted to. Thank you for that fact. Absolutely could. No, I could. We talked about this with uh, giving the. Um, I don't remember oh, who the did rope. it. The rope. Um, you give you enough rope it. to hang sure your, yourself with. Like, there's nothing that, and, and and vice versa. I mean, I could cheat on you way easier than you could cheat on me. Um, as far as this is coming out wrong, and it's not I'm what I meant to be. Uh, I, I'm I'm listen, listen. All I'm saying is, listen to me, everybody. Listen, take a deep breath. We're taking a deep breath. We're listening. I'm checking your phone. When I'm the one who he easily could be doing the activities that I was afraid you were doing. Got you. So um, I have my own room on the road. Like, luckily, you know, I don't be even the guys on the road. Like, have you don't do absolutely nothing. I'm not hungry. I don't want to go. I will eat a protein bar and go to sleep. But that's what I'm saying. It's illogical. Like if, if in in non biasness, you should be checking my phone in non. OK, I'm like, you know, what I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but I think it's also fear like. Fear maybe that it's too well, good to be true. Well, and that's what I was fear going to I... say is that I think at the root of um, like okay, we were we zoomed all the way in. Now you got to zoom out. Yeah. Um, at the root of all insecurity is fear. So a lot of times for women, that fear is a um, fear of being loved. Yeah. And a lot of times for men, it's a fear of being respected. Or not mm-hmm. being respected yeah. and not being lovable yes. is always at like the base of like what a woman wants is, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I lovable? And for a man, it's, am I respectable? That's where the imposter syndrome yeah. um, comes from. And I think another thing, I'm, as I try to unpack these feelings, okay, unpack. Um, words of affirmation is my uh-huh. one of my love languages, or, and it's high up there, I think, is, is number, number one. number one. Yeah. And... Um, there's times where I am like doing a lot, and mm-hmm. if I don't feel like words of affirmation enough affirmed, uh, <laughs> if I don't feel warmed if, if I don't feel if I don't feel affirmed enough, maybe I'm like maybe she's maybe I'm not doing enough, and and she should, maybe she's I'm doing bad. I think honestly, I was searching for you to say uh, Kev is doing this wrong, and then I was correct correct mm. it because it was pretty obvious that you weren't going to cheat on me uh, anytime soon, but. It wasn't as obvious that you were happy in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And I think that I was, uh, and you didn't always communicate that, like what was wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So I think I was looking for some sort of like uh, insight into um, what was upsetting you. Uh And I wasn't finding it. And I was finding um, actually nothing. You don't be talking about nothing in your phone. I don't be talking about nothing. Y'all conversations are trash. (laughs) Ain't nothing lit in the group chat. It's just... Yeah, girl, I'm tired. Mm, me too, girl. What the baby wearing? Boring. <laughs> Give me something juicy. If I'm going to sneak, I at least want to find something. I won't like, be talking about nothing. You don't even be gossiping or nothing. Like, you don't even be texting that much. I don't be texting that much. You know this. Yeah. He's dropping my conversation with Mel on the car, though. Huh? We be talking. Oh, that's what it is. You be using <laughs> voice notes now so you can talk freely. Um, But what I was going to say is um, just recently I did, um, I spoke at the Summit to Summit, I mean Summit to Summit, Woman to Woman Summit, and we were talking about wholeness and um, insecurity. And one of the analogies that I gave, I just, I wrote it down last night, I want to talk about it. Um, I talked about how I have done, I said desperate times calls for desperate measures. So I have done my makeup in a compact that was shattered. And it's like super follow me because I see you trying to figure out what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of the things that's super difficult about doing that is that um, 
you don't have a full view of your face. Mm-hmm. One eye is over here. This eye is over here. Your cheek looks like it's over here because the, the mirror itself is shattered. And a lot of times in relationships and for ourselves, that is how we take on the identity of that shattered glass. And that affects, yeah, thank you very much. I thought about this myself. But it then ends up um, coloring the way that we view the world because mm-hmm. we identif- we don't recognize that the mirror is shattered. We think that we are shattered. Woo! Yeah. And so, and honestly, it was, it's part of the, um, the lie that we believe. Yeah. And so we believe that we are broken and we are shattered and there is something wrong with us. And if, if that is our core fundamental belief, it colors everything that we see. So then we say, I don't deserve this happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm broken. I don't deserve a woman or a man that's good and treats me right. And all of the success that I have, I am unworthy of that. Look mm-hmm. at me. I am broken. I am unworthy of this. So you are going to look for things to confirm and substantiate, that, and substantiate claim. that claim. And if you don't find it, you will create it. You, and that's self And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's what. And that's honestly, it's what happens in relationships. It, it's what happens with ourselves. Even just um, thinking about yesterday. Um, help me do this, too. Okay. Uh, even just thinking about um, yesterday, I posted this picture and child, I, I'm done trying to be honest and vulnerable with y'all because y'all be like, shut up. What are you talking about? You don't. You don't know nothing. The smile picture? Yes. I'm like really trying to be like, because if you know, Joshua can attest to this. I am really, because I follow a lot of like makeup gurus, mm-hmm. they none of, nobody smiles in their pictures. Okay, they're all yes, they all do this so like their eyes Smiles. are like low and their cheeks look blue still. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I suck at this. So bad. I do not but know why. But is that why. you looking at the mirror shattered? Telling yourself you suck at this, so then when you take a bad picture, you're just like, you know what? It I could be. Honestly, I'm sure it, that's what comes out. That energy mm. that I believe is what you already think out. the picture is going to be ugly. Yeah, then when you see I already you like, believe you reaffirm that. I reaffirm, and that's what comes out. So anyway, but this is the point, though. Not not that, but it was a good point. Um, the point is that. Um, so when I take, so when I look at pictures of myself, though, I'm always like. I don't want to be smiling that big. I don't want my cheek because my cheeks will overtake my eyes. I have all how many teeth do you have in your mouth? Thirty two. All thirty two. Six. Six. Thirty two. Between thirty two and thirty six. Seventeen. <laughs> I think it's thirty two though. I think it's thirty two. We're gonna go with thirty two. All thirty two teeth are showing. I have big teeth, and so I'm just like, ain't don't want this to be my life right now. <laughs> And everyone thinks the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I think that's often what we do. Um, I'm trying to bring it all home. That's often what we do is we overanalyze, we overpick, we overcriticize. And instead of, and that's where I just got to a point where you, you know what, Melissa, this is just what you do. You you can't change it. This is just who you are. You talk yourself out of every great picture. All the pictures don't be great. But the point is, you can do that in relationships, too. Yes. You overanalyze, you overcritique, you overdo all of these things. And you and instead of focusing on like what is, we're always focusing on what's not. Absolutely. You know what's not? You know what's annoyingly not? What? Bad bras. Bad bras, <laughs> man. When I came home yesterday, what happened? Um, you were sitting home. Okay, stop. I'm going to just, I, it's, it makes sense in what we were talking you about. You better tread lightly. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. When you our home in a great bra sometimes that's like lingerie <laughs> a bra that fits i'd be like hey them things is high and lifted up like jesus like <laughs> jesus it's perfect and a lot of times you can't do that because women we've been we've we've you've been uh you've been missized you have been missized so <laughs> great that he was trying to fix it that's why they're laughing because they could see he was he was about to get himself in trouble that's why he, i told him to watch it so I'm gonna take over for me. I'm pretty much quiet. Now. <laughs> you know, I one hear- of the things that he did say that is really important is um, being high and lift, separated, lifted, high, lifted up, <laughs> just like Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. So um, a great bra is very important, and I have raved about this, and I actually think I want to do a giveaway, so we'll I'll figure out the details of that for um, for someone to try Third Love because quite literally, I have ordered. 
probably four boxes. I actually just got tracking information today for a new. Listen, when you order. have a bra you like, them other bras be in the drawer like, she don't never pay us no never mind. Trying, We've been in here for I'm so long. Try, I'm literally trying to mm. overhaul all of my bras to be Third Love bras because I think they're fantastic. So you go onto the website, thirdlove.com. You take this, um, I don't want to say exam. What do they call it? Quiz. Mm. This like Fit Finder quiz. And they do more than just like your cup size. They do like the shaping because that makes a I'm difference. i love with the shape of They boobs. have um, half sizes. Oh, 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 all of these things. And they have... Have like these um, ridges. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to show because I feel like that's weird. But they have like these ridges on like the strap that prevents it from slipping, mm. which is like really convenient and helpful and like one of my favorite parts. And they have they have a um, a selection. Okay, so for women of color, a lot of times nude. Oh my god, is not our nude. Man. And so, like, I am. I just end up wearing black bras like all the time. I bought one of their like brown, like taupey color nudes, and I wore it under a white shirt, and it was legit. Is your color? Yeah, it was like legit. Nude. Were you happy? Did like, you shed a little tear? Because that doesn't never happen for I feel seen. when you when you are a woman of color, you understand the struggle of nude because you be like, child is beige. I ain't and when nude. you're married to you, you understand the struggle of nudes <laughs> and lack thereof. And the lack thereof. So you can go onto their website. You can take their Fit Finder quiz. They have a hundred percent fit guarantee. They have it's comfortable. It's quality. It is quite literally my favorite bra. I want to do a giveaway. I'll figure out the details of it here soon um, so someone can try them because they are pricey, but they're totally worth it. Like, legit. They're my favorite thing Listen, right now. Listen, here's the thing about pricey, right? We're doing life insurance the we first are. time through our own self because we don't work regular jobs, but we still need life insurance. And I didn't even tell you this. When I was buying the base, the other uh, insurance company called me, oh. Northwestern Mutual, mm-hmm. right? And they said, look, if you want something cheap, we are not the people for you. If you want something done right, something that you trust, something that will take care of you, then talk to us. If you're just price shopping for the cheapest thing, then we can't get your business. But if you want to protect what's important to you, talk to us. And I think things like your bra, cheap is cheap sure. to get cheap. You can get a cheap bra, but then it's going to be digging under here. I want to talk to them now, too. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> women always say, it's digging under here. It does. Like TLC song. <laughs> So anyway, Third Love knows a perfect bra. There's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash love hour now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash love hour. That's L-O-V-E-H-O-U-R for 15% off today. I am highly recommending. I am strongly encouraging. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up. Men, do your wife a solid. She's always complaining about her bra. Buy her a third love bra. They're amazing. I They have my stamp of approval. In real life, I'm overhauling all my bras to third love. Word. Okay. Did you have, um, did I gave the analogy. Oh, I wanted to say this. Another thing that happens when you have a, a spouse that is um, insecure, it's exhausting for the spouse that isn't because it's constant reassurance. I always feel like I do this to you because I'm always like, I need you to tell me that this is good. I need you to tell me that, like, look at this and tell me that this is good. Is that exhausting? No. You can say it is. It's not. Um, it's not. Here's the thing. Tell me I'm going to tell you something. Because I feel like it can be. I'm going to tell you something. There are times that I wish I could instill my confidence in oh, you. Oh, Lord. If I had a drop of your Just confidence. Just a little bit. I get so... Fr- now, here's some your insecurities and how they frustrate me. Okay. I get so flustered with Melissa Fredericks because she clings to me in ways where she don't need me. <laughs> You have fans uh, that are fans of you and you alone. They may have found out about you from me, uh-huh. but now they're interested in what you have to say regardless of me. I just be making funny videos. Yeah. You be out here trying to help the people. I have told Melissa time and time again, you need to spin off your own podcast. For women, for women only. only. Right? Why are we here again? For women only. I've told her she did maybe three or four on the old love hours when I was out of town. She was like, 
totally freaking out. She shot him on Periscope. I watched and supported her. When I watched you on the Woman to Woman Summit, mm-hmm. you were like totally in your zone. It had nothing to do. I don't think you have to speak to women always from the point of view of marriage and relationships. Sure. I think a lot of what you have to say is just women in the world. Here's how it be. I go through it too. Blah, blah, blah. So what's frustrating is seeing your potential and watching you hold yourself back mm. because you have admitted that you be like, that's scared. I will not do. I will not do. And I'm Beca- just like, Melissa, you are putting up Instagram pictures of stuff that could be a I'm podcast about to topic. Block you from my block DMs. me. I'll create a new Instagram. <laughs> I will find your stuff as long as it's a public. Because I can see, I know women would come. I think your women's conference will probably extend the success of the Love Hour conference. And I want to see you walk in it. So what's frustrating is, like, you just pump the brakes on your own success. Yeah, so what's funny about, I was just about to say that what's funny about Insecure, and I just, um, I told Kev this, like, a week ago, and now he just won't let it go. I shouldn't have told you. Uh, That... Um, what happens for me, and I think this does happen for a lot of oh, people. Oh, for sure. If you are afraid of your own success, if you're if you are afraid of your own success, anytime, and this is the a lot of times when I um, speak or I have things, I always have like a visual that's mm-hmm. tied to. I always I think God gives them to me that way. I always imagine a visual. So for me, I always imagine. Um, almost like popcorn. That's the visual I just got right now. It's going to go a different direction. And when you have a cap on popcorn and it's bubbling up and eventually it gets to a point where like you can't keep the cap on because a lot of times I feel like when I am in my stride and when I'm like, I know this is what God has called me to do. This is the purpose. And just generally for anyone, I'm just using me as, as an example. You feel like the support and that's the popcorn kind of bubbling up. When I start to feel it, and like, oh gosh, the pop, the top is about to come off and it won't be able to fit all the pop, the pop that's popping, all the popcorn, corn that's the popping, kernels. all the kernels that's popping is starting to overflow. I freak out. And so I want to turn the stove down and put the cap on and say, everything is safe. Everything's okay. We're all going to fit into this container. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot of times. Why are you looking like that? You I, look confused. I, 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 I'm confused. I, uh, you... I, I would be like, more popcorn! We lit! It's popping everywhere! Sell it! Sell it! Like, you... We are so different. I know. When I started having viral success and I did a tour, I'm like, oh, dang, we sold out Tucson 300. This year, 1,200. Yeah. You'd have been like, next year, six people, maybe. I think I'll perform in the living room with someone. And I'm like, man, by next time I go on tour, I might be able to do 5,000. Yeah. Like, Chicago... We did six hundred. I'm like this year ten thousand. You're like what? What about one thousand? Ten. <laughs> Why? Because I I like it. Why not? And we are so different. Yeah. But the thing that's different for you is like I don't understand. People are clamoring for it. The Love Our Podcast I, jumped to ten k. You know how hard it is to grow Instagrams that are not over. tied to a person. Mm-hmm. Like the show Instagram of like any show. Mm-hmm. Is way less than a sure, person. That's true. I know you and Serena have been working hard on on keeping the content going, but they, bro, it be getting more comments than when I post a love hour. Yeah, the the engagement in there. So I'm like, why? Why would you not? Like, it's literally what you want to do. You want to talk to women it and help is, them, and then is. when it's like, you know how? Hear my heart and not my words. You know how silly it sounds to say, man, I'm having so much success. I will like less of that. So I feel it comfortable. I want to turn fire down. Less people I don't like. It is literally the, um, it's being afraid of your success. It's that, it's that quote that, um, what's that girl said on something in the bee? Uh, Aquila, what's the quote she said in Aquila and mm. the bee? It's not who I'm not that frightens me. You don't know the quote? Ask what not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. First of all, that's not it. 
So the quote is from Marianne Williamson, and it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? You don't that remember that? That is you. Yes. That quote, I didn't oh. know. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. I didn't reference it to Akilah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of my favorite quotes, actually. Why? Because you don't listen to it. You're no. doing the opposite of what the quote is saying. No, it is. So it is me. Why are, I am it? What can we do? Is there anything I can do? No, no. So, so the point. Is, wait, we're talking about insecurity. We're not talking. No, about no, that's what I'm talking about. Part. Okay, I, I know that's because sure, somehow every episode somehow it winds up to Melissa. You should start this. I, I a lot of them. A lot of them are too. <laughs> the last like three. I just want you to actualize your full potential. The same way you supported me was like, Kevin, do this, be great, do this, to be great, do. This. And I'd be like, okay, I'm doing it, and then I do it, and it'd be great. But then when I tell you that, you'd be like, nah. I not do. I not do what you say. Only what I want. And uh, I, I need to understand. I just told you. I got I think, it. But that all you told me is your fear. That shouldn't stop you. But I think fear can be a stopping point for a lot of people. Fear paralyzes you. Well, then you just got your answer. But boy. why? Why will you not be like, man? I'm gonna do this. You only do it if someone asks you. If someone asks you to speak. You'll speak. Come and, to my thing. I'll come. Record your own. We, it's our office. Josh here, camera. Serena here, camera. Light, light. You don't have to have permission to be great. You can that be great on your own. You don't have to have someone's invitation for you to speak your gift. Your gift is for everyone. You can speak your gift and your greatness anytime you want to. You don't need an invitation. I think that that's a word that you just said. Now I need you to activate that. Let that sit in you. And that's for people too. It was felt good as it as it happened because it just clicked in my head. You only do it when someone asks you. Because I'm the one that said let's bring the Love Hour podcast back. Yes. Let's start the Love Hour podcast. Yes. Write a book. Alright? You done got enough started. <laughs> you be having it in you. Wait, wait, wait. What are you saying right now? I'm saying all the stuff we've done has been me saying, let's do it. Oh, I, I agree. You, but you have thoughts that are generated that don't come from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, Instagram story. I'd be like, because if you post one more thing, that could be a podcast topic on your Instagram story without recording it. Serena will meet you here and shoot. Josh, Josh works with us. You are not on a love hour topic right now. All you are doing this is, is insecurity. Me. You know, all you're doing right now is and bashing It's me. not bashing you. This is believing in you. This is saying do not let your insecurities cripple you what do you have for the people they're the same it's the same thing okay so we it. all be this is not a struggle of mine um <laughs> I, I it just ain't gonna hold you we all have our own struggle huh it's my episode it is it's my episode this is Kev's episode my episode y'all know i don't normally do the love hour like this yeah it's absolutely mine but i think that i'm your, titling it that this you know what too. kev's episode yeah insecurity your insecurity i think is very common though Yes. People, I was just talking about this when I was on Periscope walking up here. So, are you familiar with Phyllis Hyman? I am not. Singer? You probably have heard her song, but I was reading about her and watching her videos. She had a tumultuous relationship with her record label, Clive Davis and stuff, right? Okay. And at first, it was because I was like a, almost like a, this person I follow on uh, Instagram or Twitter, Naima, she's like a music uh, documentary, okay. documentarian. Okay. So she sometimes does like threads that are about musicians, right? So she did a whole like three hour one on, on these kind of unsung heroes of, of, of uh, early 80s music okay. that never actualized their full potential. Okay. Phyllis Hyman was one of those. So at first, she was misunderstood and mishandled by her label. So mm-hmm. she was raging against it. Like, boom, like, y'all don't treat me wrong. And she was right. Right. So then her label listened to her and got her with the right singers. Or I'm sorry, right writers, producers, singers. And they produced three hits in a row. Oh, wow. And guess what she did? What? Sabotaged it again. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, if I'm if it's not the label mishandling me and now I'm having success, if I don't have more success, then it's me mm-hmm. and I can't blame anybody else. So then she like started doing drugs, gained a lot of weight, missed up on her opportunities. And then she eventually overdosed. And none of her team was surprised. Because they were saying that the success was more crippling to her than the failure. Mm-hmm. And people can sit in failure and and we make excuses about why I don't make it. And that, we can do that until the end of time. Absolutely. I could have, should have, would have. But, man, it's because of this or because I had kids so or whatever. True. What is hard to do is, is try and succeed and then keep going. Jordan Peele talked about this. The thing that almost stopped him from making us was the success of Get Out. I get that. Yes, he was talking to Jay Z, and he was like, "Dude, I don't really want to." Basically, like, I don't want to do another movie because, like, how can I top that? And Jay Z said, "You don't have to. You already did that. Mm-hmm. That is solidified." 
You go out and make the next best thing you can. But what you're always, <laughs> what you're always cash doing, cash out me five bucks. Sorry, what you're always doing is chasing that success. Yeah, and the thought of not two things: the thought of not achieving the success either that you envision um, is scary, mm-hmm. and then sometimes what's even scarier. It's surpassing the success that yeah. you envision. So now you have this demand on you and you don't know if you're prepared to supply. You're not. Well, that's you not have to accept. No, it is. Okay, say more. You have to accept that. I'm going to give you an example. Okay, here we Last go. year's Hawaii show nearly sold out in like three weeks. Yeah. Right? This year's Hawaii show is taking much more time mm-hmm. and I had to run ads and I was like, am I less funny? Like, yeah. what happened? But then I actually went back Realized last year was my first time in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And when I first did it, the marketing was, it's about to sell out. Because remember, we had the 150 yeah, seater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that sold out was crazy fast. But it I was did. also marketing it way more, mm-hmm. like directly Hawaii. Then the 600, um, when we opened up to that, it was like sales were crazy. This year, it wasn't that. So I'm like, man, I'm like uh, not going to make it. Am I not good or whatever? And what I didn't realize is, one, everybody who comes to a show that year may not come the next year. True. And two, there are cities that we multiplied by... 10 times the amount. Mm-hmm. Phoenix last year, we sold 200 tickets and it was hard. Yeah. Hard. Mm-hmm. This year, 1,200 and could have sold 15, 16 yeah. the way it was pacing. Um, but we go back and focus on, but Hawaii. Absolutely. Like, Kev, but you did 1,200, 300 in Vegas. And it doesn't matter. But Hawaii is not selling as right. fast. And that's what we do in our life. Absolutely. We like focus on it as comedians, me, Tony, Doughboy, and Tahir talk about this all the time. We will be killing 800 people. One person in the seventeenth row is just like, and you focus on that I'm one like, person. What I gotta do to make you laugh, yeah. huh? Like that's all I can see is that one person. And but what what the difference is to me is I'd be like, man, forget you. You had a bad life, whatever. But what other people do is they focus on that one person. They say, <laughs> focus on that one person in row seventeen and be like, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how many. I, maybe I shouldn't even do this. Yes, because I can't get that one person to do it. Like 799 people. Are like, man, this is the best of my life. Right. Like spontaneous. Like literally at that one show I'm talking about, this one lady like was two rows over, mm-hmm. was like getting up out of her like in pain, laughing. She was like, I gotta stand up. I'm like, <laughs> I can't breathe. And this one guy was just like, that's not the best. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I gotta you know make him laugh. And that's what happens with insecurity is like we focus so much on that one thing and all this other success is happening around us and we are crippled by that one thing that we can't affect. And here's the other thing, and this is just with comedy, but it's also sort of true in life. Sometimes people, they could be not laughing for a totally reason different. totally unrelated to you. to do with you. They could have got bad news, whatever, you know, like some white people, they just have, some white people never, white people also never laugh as hard as black, black people. people. Black people, we, ah! <laughs> oh, I love it! And why people come up and like it was the best show I ever they had, do. and they're laughing like yeah. <laughs> they just never go as hard as right. we do. But even if you watch Magician, black people give the best reactions. Yes, I was talking to a magician on my show, and he was like, "I was like, do you do blacks do the best?" He was like, "Absolutely, yeah." We when I do a trick for black people, they explode into flames. Animation. So anyway, <laughs> I said all that to say, um, and actually, I do want to say one way it affects us, and I know this w- wasn't talked about in our um, uh, pre-production meeting. Um, even insecurities with your body can affect your marriage. Oh, absolutely. Like you, I was like, "Hey, what about lingerie? Like, I do not like my body." <laughs> and I'd be look. And here's the thing that's funny about you. Amazing body. Okay, stop. Right, but I no. This is not like this is not to objectify you. This okay. is like I, I've been thinking about like fat shaming and body body positivity. Right. Okay. There's two people that in, in particular, Jamila Jamil. She's on. The, I don't think you've seen this. The Good Place. She's okay. uh, one of the characters on there, mm-hmm. and she speaks about body positivity. And then there's Lizzo. Lizzo is a big black girl, and she is like lingerie big body like totally owns it yeah right and i'm thinking like it's amazing how when you're secure with yourself like mm-hmm. i'm working out to, to beat double in party because i want to do it on my own but also i'll take that thousand <laughs> but there's also people who are like i'm cool with my body my size the way it is so lizzo is a uh she's a bbw okay and she's totally like she was just talking about this she like like taught herself to love her mm-hmm. body right mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of confidence that comes with just Absolutely. accepting who Absolutely. you are, wherever you are. Absolutely. And you can go into that, like, uh, your life, your relationships with mm-hmm. that. Because there's stuff that you may want to do with your spouse. They're not comfortable with their, their body. You just can't do, like, mm-hmm. wear lingerie. Like, I don't like it. I don't. You know, but that, yeah. And then that affects 
uh, your marriage. And I just uh, don't know where my full thought was going to be there. I think you were just, talking about. So I have another thought that okay. about how insecurity can affect it because you're right. Um, it's more than it can be body um, issues. But honestly, I mean, I've, I've talked about this even in the book. I had a lot of issues with the complexion of my skin. Yeah. So just like physically being in this body in, you know, dipped in this chocolate mm -hmm. um, was definitely a hurdle I had to overcome. Right. I remember um, when I first started going through my um, my like journey to self-love, one of my first um, campaigns was um, uh, I am worth it as is without change. Um, and at part of the reason I was telling myself that is because when I looked in, and this is honestly even thinking about like the smile thing, mm -hmm. um, people are like, you, people pay good money. Child, I had braces, I had Invisalign. Child, this, I didn't come out the womb with perfect straight teeth. He did, I did not, okay? I've done things to get this smile the way it is now. But I have always um, hated my smile. I've always hated the complexion of my skin. I have always, like those are things that just from a small age, I'm like, oh, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. Those are things that have just always carried with me. And so when I see, you know, this picture, I don't see today. Mm -hmm. I'm still holding on to, you know, who yes. I was when I was, you, you know, see that, third, little that little girl who, understand who was insecure and, you know, and and troubled by everything that she is. And so even at 35, I'm more comfortable in this skin. But that's not to say that, that there's not residue of the insecurity that was. That is really good. That makes sense. That is, it's kind of, kind of like body dysmorphia. It is a little bit. It, it's body dysmorphia. It's a little bit of changing your mind. And it's not you a... Have success dysmorphia. Is that a thing? Wait, I need, I need yeah. a definition. It's like... So body dysmorphia is yes. I, it, it, all the thoughts were like swirling. Okay, come on. Josh <laughs> is so funny. All the thoughts were swirling in my head. You see the vision of your success, and that cripples you, mm -hmm. as opposed to the vision of your failure crippling you. I see the vision. Success when I say I see you on big stages walking around with the thing in your ear, uh -huh. speaking to 10,000 women, oh. that doesn't encourage you. That sure. scares you. Oh, absolutely. And I say it as like, man, you can attain yes. that. And you're like, I, got you. I don't want that. Yes. Like the thought of speaking to that many women and I don't know if it's are you valuable enough? Are you worthy enough mm -hmm. to, to speak to those mean people? But the thought of success scares you more than the thought of failure. Yes. And for and I absolutely I, I agree because part of it is. I'll give you this example. So this weekend, um, Isaiah or Joe had um, soccer tournament, and they had misclassified the kids. So they, my, our kids are ten and eleven years old. They had them playing against thirteen and fourteen year old kids. These U14. kids were you fourteen. These kids were tall, and Joe is already like he's short for his age, and he's young because he's on the younger side anyway. So, um, cause it's birthday sleep. So anyway, these kids are huge. They're either really, really tall or they're like big body kids, like towering over our little 10 and 11, 10, 11 year olds. So anyway, by the end, the kids get swept. They scored one point in three games. The first game they lost by like getting 13 points or something like, like the kids were scoring at will. It was ridiculous. Um, but I was really proud of them because they were still able to rise to the occasion, mm -hmm. even though there was no way. Most of the occasion got yeah, thrown out. But they did. Uh, <laughs> don't get it twisted. They lost yeah. like handedly, but they played so well. Right. Um, the first game they were slaughtered, but the second and third game, those kids only score like five or six points, and probably like seven points uh, on T them. Together? No, no, no. So each game. But versus. The first game was like 16 exactly, to 1. Exactly. And my point is that they started blocking, they started communicating, they started, you know, they would see their um, how their plays would go, and they would, they would, I would see Joe like. I'm going to do that the next play. And mm -hmm, he would, you know, mm -hmm. so they were able to rise to the occasion. So my point is the fear is, am I going to be able to rise to that occasion? If there is, I'm already nervous about doing the love hour. I'm already nervous about the summit that we just had. She, you know, she did the blast. She's like, we have 10,000 people. And I'm like, 
You girl. didn't want to go to Vegas. I was like, girl, come to Vegas for the show and then fly back. You're like, no, I got to focus. I got to attack. No. Well, no, it's yeah. no. Well, yeah, but no, not that. The, the point is that um, <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, 10,000 people. What do I have to say to these women? That's so what do, funny. What is it that I have to say that would be of value to 10,000 Because I'm like, women? boy, 10,000, let's go. Y'all finna get it. Like, I welcome. When we performed in the, remember when we did Playmakers in the Stable Center? Yes. It was like 30,000 people mm-hmm. in there. We had two minutes. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yes, finally, the amount of crowds that I have deserved <laughs> are going to get the chance. It's so, it's so crazy how... The same opportunity is viewed so differently mm-hmm. between us. How can I help you? Because I don't want to push you in the wrong way. Um, but I, I do want you to do the stuff that I think you should do. The funny thing about insecurity and overcoming them is that it is a very personal journey. Mm. So part of the reason I was able to get to a point where I am even somewhat comfortable in like this skin, this body, who I am, the way that I look is because I had to put the work in. Do the work. You have to do the work on a very personal level. It does not matter the way other people see you. It does not matter. The the encouragement helps because you're like, oh, you know, maybe I should like reevaluate and like kind of challenge the what Mm -hmm. my core beliefs are. But until they change, um, until I internalize a different message, it doesn't matter. I get that. Such a shame. Does that make sense? Because I'm going to ball. <laughs> I mean, that's so like, annoying. I just want us to ball together. And that's On the fun. same level, not like together, not just a love hour. I just feel like you have so much more to offer. But I won't hinder you more. The Kev on Stage Love Hour episode is coming to a close. <laughs> uh, do you Did have you any have final a- thoughts? Oh, you're doing final thoughts. Yeah, it's my episode. Um. I do not have any final thoughts. I hope this was the help. I hope, felt like it wasn't. I felt like you were trying to cancel me this whole episode. No, it's not that. I really want to understand. I, don't, I, I made the mistake before in our relationship of thinking I was supporting you and motivating you and doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that again. But at the same time, I just, as your husband, I can't sit idly by and let you waste potential. Like Beth said in This Is Us, you let me. I had these dreams and I stopped doing them and you let me. And I just can't, I cannot see. And it's not even about the money. It's, you notice I've never like, we, you can make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not well, even about. Well, that's never going to be motivating. Yeah. It's not, and I don't even think like, if you make money doing it, great. You know, but I think it's like this. I hate to use the example because I don't really like talking about Nipsey because it makes me very much sadder. But at the same time, I think I want to have a conversation with a whole bunch of black men about Nipsey because oh, we've should. been talking about it a lot. But one thing I thought about um Nipsey's the way he lived his life mm-hmm. inspired so many other people to live their life like that. People mm-hmm. who used to gangbang tried to, you know, or are going legitimate and saw that it was cool to open a, a legit store yeah. to make money, uh, you know, above the board legally, so to speak. And I feel like when you do not do what you're capable of. There's people out there that are not getting the message that mm. that Nate, they need to hear. So you're holding other people back. I don't know if that's pressure or encouragement. I don't know. But I feel like you can inspire people to do what they do, whatever that is for their life. Yeah. You know, so but that's all I have for the Kev on Stage Love Hour. The Kev on Stage episode. So that was your final thought? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for You're welcome. I, for I'm going to take a break from co-producing. Yeah. Next episode of the Love Hour, we will be going in detail about the Love Hour conference. It will uh, You'll hear Melissa's heart, our plans, dates, registration, and um, next week it'll be available. Uh, next week already? Yeah. April 19th is next. Shut up. Yeah. We'll be in Hawaii the 19th. Or is it the following week? No, it is next week. Yeah, next Friday. Next Friday. So we're going to do two episodes. So just to be clear, we'll do a standard episode on Thursday, and then we'll have from a from Hawaii, and then we'll do a bonus episode as well. Yes, that will drop in. It will announce registration, the speakers. That'll be on the nineteenth, and that'll drop yes. on the nineteenth. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, Kevin's episode. He's done here. Don't forget to follow us on social media. I am at Miss Kevin Stage. Kevin Stage, Kev. And you can follow The Love Hour at The Love Hour Podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.